Hello, welcome to Solomon's Contemplative. In this episode, I took a look at Gabriella Pigozzi's Gabriella Pigozzi. I suppose I shouldn't be that racist. That was very lowbrow, but don't tell on me. I looked at her uh, belief merging and judgment aggregation. And when I think of aggregation, you get parts in a whole. The, the best example I could come up with is fractals. If you don't know what a fractal is, you should. You should look it up online. And also, fractals are what PDFs and other forms of computation are being used currently to store and uh, be able to create a capacity of computation that's a lot more um, entrenched in like uh, a fabric of space. It's a lot more spatial. Like if you look at Macs and stuff and modern computation, I guess Macs of old definitely outdid what we saw in PC world. But at any rate, no matter uh, what you're using, you know, whatever smartphone you have, it's it's very highly, um, deeply resolute, and you could zoom in and out, and it has all these uh, incredible pictorial capacities that just completely represent reality in like a very, as if you're looking at actual reality kind of way. Now, how does this happen? My belief about it is, I know there's a, a way to it, but the structure of the computational code that goes into graphical representation is very aggregatory and very fractal oriented. Now it is a different kind of um, aggregate whole. I mean it has parts and then the computational numbers represent a certain light color and then that corresponds to a place and then it funnels itself in and it'll stack multiple amounts of these squares within one square and then It'll do it uh, all along the row that it's in, and then it'll keep stacking and representing itself over and over and over again up the uh, up the pixel page, and and then it'll go jet across and give you even more information to go into it. So you know it's as if there's levels of aggregation that go into every image that you could zoom in on, um, because there's so much storage space that goes into the image in order to create an entire uh, picture. I would look this up online if you want to learn how uh, JPEGs and images work. Very interesting stuff, but with that being said, there's a greater picture of the world. There's a greater picture of what we go through and a greater picture of parts and all the pieces that make the whole. So I wanted to put that graphical representation uh, within this point of view so that I could illustrate what I want to say about this. And of course there's belief merging. Now, there's not all of the puzzle pieces there. We don't have all the puzzle pieces. We're not every connection that there is fully realized. Of course, maybe there's something to this, like God consciousness, or some other vague notion of our intuition that is like part of our purpose here, or one of our main goals, or, or something. I don't know what it, has to, what it has to do with it, but we're talking about belief merging and judgment aggregation. Now, what can I think of about belief merging? Well. When you walk down the street and you pose a question to someone or you say, what do you think of X or Y? I'm sure you're gonna get different people responding in different ways because of the amount of connections they've made to whatever you're connecting with. You're connecting with the person, you have your own connection to what you're talking about, they have a connection to what they're talking about, you hold the mic to their face because you want them to transmit something to you that you haven't connected with. And to this, uh, they have this justifiable belief. If you want to look at a prime example of sort of what I'm talking about, just look at Jeffrey Ross interviews and look at Eric Andre interviews and you'll kind of see what I mean about like belief merging and, and just how, how they interact comedically with what people don't understand and what his own beliefs are as a comedic genius or whatever. 
And to, to make a call, to make a call on something, whether it's in court or not, there is this assumptive, opinionated approach to the reality of the matter based on what the rule is. And honestly, I'm not much rule-based. I'm not much for rules. I'm more for existential guidelines and uh, personal liberty and working out what's best for oneself uh, and what's best for everyone around you because it's not all about you. She says artificial intelligence explores ways to aggregate conflicting sensors of information and expert opinions and databases into a consistent one. So it would seem to me that artificial intelligence has taken what is most common and aggregating based on what conflicts with the informations and opinions of experts or databases that are more consistent with each other. Now it's more about consistency, sometimes uh, reliableist science, like that's, that's completely understandable when doing that and focusing in on what we could reliably know. But that in itself is a way to generate authoritarian points of view and to get people to only think in certain ways based on whoever wants the information to be the expert the opinion to be. It doesn't matter what it's about. It all depends. I'm not here to go through it all, but if we shuffle through subjects. My guess is when people are presumptuous and think they know 100% about stuff, just like in the words of Socrates, the one thing I do know is I know nothing. I want to say the most wise example of opinion would be that one, rather than censoring conflicting information that goes against expert opinions or databases that are consistent with each other or for what is common because people just rule by majority and rule in a democracy based on what happens through an authority. So. Maybe that's not the right thing to approach everything in general, perhaps? Just my thought. Anyways, hospitals share data and numbers and linguistic values and statistical probabilities. And it, it induces, so there's an induction element which is, which is good, and then it deduces on these things to kind of um, represent all this information into a more reliable source of um, approach to what's going on. And that's not bad because it, it brings on a more reliable way for doctors, even though they're not totally sure, maybe even half the time. I kind of feel for doctors sometimes you're not making the right medical moves. I mean, lots of deaths happen uh, per year because of medical moves that weren't on the money. But you see, it's, it's a practice and it stems out of natural philosophy and, and we're not the complete governors of nature. We don't get to understand everything or why everything happens even though we're looking into it on a very sharp level. Now in this way, that will probably increase the likelihood and betterment of the health sciences for troubles and, um, and right practices uh, to be more successful and more healthy in the long run. So that sounds very good to me. Um, there's, there's kind of a logical representation of what belief merging and judgment aggregation is in the logical form, in the classic logical form. And there's a universal domain type a collective rationality and an and independence. The independence quality is like there is one sense of truth value here. There's one standalone that represents itself and is based on its own premise and conclusion. A, a domain of, of universality is like all of the set that contains um, the independence and collective rationality and integrates all, all of the basis for any statement that goes on within all the collection together and individual. So there's like a do domain of existing uh, criteria of all statements involving the subject matter. And then the collective rationality 
is sort of like what what kind of independence can we draw out of all this in order to form what is rational? How can we rationalize the proper truth to the statement? Like what statement is best? Or how, what, how do we make decisions? We can't do it by pure universality. We can't do it by pure independence. There's got to be a collective rationality. So what is the common stance for multiple propositions? Propositions being, you know, P, Q, R, and S, therefore Z. All of the four prior to Z being the conclusion were all premises. And it must be that if we have that these premises are in alignment, go together to make the conclusion true, to make the statement true. And for this, uh, there's a collection of, of truth statements where when in a conditional, if A, therefore B, would be that if A is true, then B must be true. Because if A was true and B was false, then it would be a invalid. And so with uh, the belief merging, there is a table that's set up where given a defendant that their, their case is, has an obligation to it that is true, that their moral framework and understanding is righteous, but their, their means to act through that, that same vein of thinking is, is false, it's not the right way to go, and would then make him or her unreliable. So are they reliable? No. And the inverse of that would be their moral framework for approaching the situation is not favorable, false, but the actions they want to take are the right sort of trajectory. Uh, they're, tr they're right, they're true, and, but it wouldn't make the defendant reliable. Now, if they were both true, obligation and the action, the defendant would make, it would make the defendant, it would be true that they are reliable, they are a reliable defendant. Now, with that, the judgment of the majority being that it is true that it is an obligation that is morally justifiable and it is tr a true uh, action in the right direction, it still wouldn't make uh, the defendant liable rather than it being uh, one judgment having a true obligation, a true action, and deeming the defendant reliable, making it true, versus a majority being that the obligation and action are deemed true and the defendant be liable. It would be false through a majority because if two or more of the three judges have an obligation or action that is true or false, would make the defendant liable, not credible. It would be a false that the defendant would be liable. I realized I was saying reliable the whole time. No, the defendant liable. So the defendant would not be liable. But in the instance between the one that is lined up with both true obligation and actions uh, to make the defendant truly liable, within this majority, even though among all of them, there is essentially more truth in obligation and more act truth in their actions, a majority of obligation and actions being true by majority still wouldn't make the defendant liable because there is a majority of unliability, even though there is a majority of truth to the obligations and actions between all, all of the judges. So within the obligation, there is a majority of truth. Within the action, a majority of truth among judges. So it would be the same as the one judge having a true, two true actions and obligations and having the defendant liable. But among those majorities, uh, based on the majority um, rule, would mean that there'd be a truth value to the majority and a truth value to the action among judges. But there's still, between all of this, 
it is false that the defendant is still liable among the majority because there is a majority of holding the defendant liable being false among all judges. So even though the majority is true in its obligation and actions among all three judges, it is not the case that there is a majority of truth among holding the, the defendant liable. So in a sense, no, even if you have more people generally being more on board of, in opinion about something and the majority of it being true based on, based on categorical uh, data, it does not derive the doctrinal truth. It derives a falsity because after all, given these premises, we cannot hold the defendant liable because it's not truth preserving in that way. So within the majority, more about individuality than the majority will create a, tr a, a solid truth foundation for holding the defendant liable rather than the majority. So within legislative action, if we look at majorities and we aggregate all the, the data together and say, well, among everything, I think that, that this should be pushed through because for the most part, people are on board with what the right idea is, but no one could agree with how to implement it and what they want to do in their call to action. But there's still a majority that states that, yeah, this is consistent, this category is consistent, that will deem this true by majority, but it's still, in its consequent, isn't the proper action because there is a majority of between these things, it does not hold true to reality in its consequence. So in the end, individually, the people that weren't, didn't hit the majority are ruled out, even though they are more true, than uh, the aggregated whole of who agrees in one section and who agrees in another section but still, in the end, among all data, would not derive the correct consequent. Therefore, if majority rule is the case, the majority does not rule in the right consequences. It would be false. So this is a roundabout way of explaining all that, but I tried my best there. And if there exists a belief of a whole class of opinion where one belief or the existing belief will lead to all classes of belief being favorable to the existing belief. But that seems to work in the inverse in the way I just explained it, that the whole class of opinions where the existing belief would be, would be led and all classes of belief would be favorable to that existing belief seems to be the right way that reality would work in the doctrinal paradox. So if you have three friends and two want to uh, give a gift and take them out to dinner and buy them a book, and that's how they want to do it. Two of them want to take them out to dinner, buy them a book, but the other one doesn't want to do any of those things. They want to do something else for the person by different means. It doesn't matter what it is. Give them flowers, skydiving, go fishing, whatever they want to do. All become unsatisfied with their belief base if they are to make any compromises in any direction and that this variation would count as, as, as being the best subjective quality choice among all options and individual preference. But in the end, everyone would find that they are equally dissatisfied. So in order to uh, aggregate subjective qualities like this, there is no way to compromise without ruining everything. So again, it preserves the fixation of the individual more. Individuality, in a sense, in the direction of what you believe and what your judgment is when you make them. Among aggregation and among merging, you can't play around with it much. It's not very malleable. It's very directed. It has its own source. And when the source is disrupted, it just it just is disrupted. It doesn't matter how you try to conceptualize the whole. So the whole is more subservient to the individual, it seems, even though my intuition would say, 
no, the individual has to sort of concede to what the, the whole is doing, but I think truth preservation is more into a singularity than it is into a field. It would be the wrong way to look at truth and how to justify beliefs and make proper judgments. So it would seem like almost the, the myopic or the bigot, maybe they're, while having wrong views, are doing it in the right vein, if that makes sense. So it would seem that uh, among social choice or given outcomes based on more abstract qualities that involve more and more data, that it would be individualized or that the choices would be based on more a preference of your interdisciplinarity and how many are going directly into an individualized basis that makes more sense of itself, that is more finely attuned into itself singularly than spread among all instances or options. And of course, there's degrees of distances of information in order to relate into a conversion of one judgment falling into then another set of judgments. And where's the demarcating line? Well, it must be that it hinges on a switch, that one piece of data switches it over into another set of, of domains of, of generating a point of view on something in order to get that into a categorical rightness in order to bring it into the same conclusion as others have. And with that, I think that converting element would be one core principle gets changed so that all the the other ones that influence uh, what one thinks and what generates as a conclusion would in, in a sense be delineated and washed away and brought into a greater set that's on another domain in order for uh, a judgment set to be related into a new order of thinking. So in essence, there's blind spots and things that people have not put together in order to conceptualize what, how it is they feel and think about whatever it is they do so that they may have their own judgments upon it. And with that being said, I'm just going to stop there. Um, I don't believe I butchered it too bad, but to put that into your thinking um, more in less subjective terms, that we know that when we hit our thumb with a hammer, we would all agree like, ow, that hurts. Like empathically, it hurts. Now you might be tough and be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe he shouldn't have cried about it or maybe he shouldn't have taken the day off. I would have just wrapped that thing, you know? So it gets into more abstract boundaries of what instances counts and what feelings do you have upon things that bring you into the conclusion of since this happened, this is what I think should happen. Things follow everything like this. And everyone has their sort of subjective sense of what what it is in your your own obligations to things based on what happens and how you should be held accountable when these instances are all in play. And of course, everyone has a variation of this. So to wrap it up, I think we'll just go there and think of in more broader terms, but keep it singular, keep it broad and keep it singular. So we need to expand, but you should not just expand, and but you should not just keep it singular. So this this whole idea of beliefs and merging beliefs and uh, judgments upon a whole and many facets and all this stuff, it's to reintegrate. It's to to fixate on multiple ways of, of being. And we'll just stop there. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope I made sense. And I'll see you next time.